God is good. Amen. How many are encouraged to hear something today from the word of God? I promise we're going to go through the word of God. You know, and the word of God itself is life changing. And uh, we're going through these uh, 10 scriptures that will change your life. How, uh, the whole counsel of God is good. There's no scripture that doesn't have any value. But there are certain portions of scripture that I'm focusing on over the, uh, these first uh, four or five weeks into the new year that are kind of foundation scriptures. Um, you know, we did Proverbs 3, which is the, the culmination of, you know, uh, um, the wisdom of God being manifest, uh, having fear of the Lord and trusting in him. And then I, I went to Philippians about attitude. How many think attitude's important? You know, we need to have the right attitude, a biblical mindset, but also an attitude that trusts God in the way that it works, that he works. And uh, today I'm going to be going into courage. Can you say courage? courage? Courage. And then we'll probably do, I'll probably may touch on multiplication today, but next week I'm going to talk about multiplication. Courage is such a great concept in the scripture. And um, I, I usually try to every year touch on Joshua 1 just a little bit. And uh, Deuteronomy uh, uh, 31, there's a transition of the five first Pentateuch books of the, the books of the law in the Old Testament, and they transition into the action um, as Joshua, you know, gets the uh, baton from Moses and moves into the promised land. And uh, today I'm going to be focusing on that. So trust that um, this is something that you need to hear. And not only that, but you're going to find out that God, when he speaks to Joshua and Moses, a leader, when he speaks to Joshua, he tells him stuff that he needs to hear several times over and over and over again um, and over a wide range of uh, time as well. So let's ask that God open our hearts and we'll get right to it. Father, I thank you uh, for your word. It is truth. It is life. Lord, you're the God that can open our eyes, Lord, and give us eyes to see. Lord, help us uh, to be sensitive to your Holy Spirit. I, like Jody, echo um, the great uh, communion that your body was broken for us, Lord, that, um, that we are saved and healed and forgiven and delivered because of your work. And our hope is put in you, nothing else. And Lord, I thank you for your mercies that they are new every morning. And I pray, Lord, as I talk about courage, facing and overcoming, taking action in fearful situations. Lord, that you would show us how to rise up to those things. And Lord, let it not be just empty preaching that's just uh, excitement and words being spilled out and phrases. But Lord, let this be life transforming. That this would be actualized on the field, on the playing field. Lord, watching the playoffs. Lord, these are people that are actually going to go on the field and knock each other up. Lord, and I pray that we would have that same mindset, but from a spiritual kingdom perspective that you'd help us enter into the land, Lord, where you want us to set our feet. And Lord, we'd walk in power, walk in faith, walk in the things that you've shown us and let us not shrink back. You take no pleasure when we shrink back. Help us to have that heartbeat, Lord. So spread your courage around, Lord, in fullness in our hearts. Lord, we need to hear from you. Strengthen us, empower us. In Jesus' mighty name. Do I hear an amen? amen? By the way, how many are excited about the playoffs? Yeah. How, how many Packer fans do we have out there? That was pretty sad. That was pretty sad. And uh, how many 49er fans we have out there? That's good. And 
um, and how many Vikings fans we have out there? That was sad too, but thanks, Ben. <laughs> ben was the loudest of the Vikings fans. And listen, last week, and I want to kind of review, and, and listen, I, I want to encourage you, be open to the word of God. The word of God is life. Amen? Be open. Let it saturate your soul, whatever skepticism you have, or I don't need this, or, you know, guardedness. Just let it go. Amen? Just let it go and allow yourself to be a sponge, not to just anything, but allow the word of God to counsel you and to grow you. It, it, the, these sermons that I preach are not me preaching to you. Trust me. When I'm studying these things, God is preaching to me, you know, the whole time, the whole time. And some, some of you are younger Christians and God's challenging you in a different way. But even as you grow in the Lord, I've been walking with the Lord for a couple of decades now, is that, you know, the Lord r- raises the bar and you're going to see Joshua is going to co- is coming to a culmination of experience here. And just a quick review, though, Proverbs 3, 5, 10 5 through 10. Can everyone say it with me? The next slide there, Matt. Can everyone say, trust in the Lord? Can everyone say, with all your heart? This is a crux scripture, a pivoting point. Fear the Lord, you know, is the beginning of wisdom. These Proverbs culminate. And Proverbs 3 says, now do it. Trust in the Lord. Do it. Can everyone say, with all your heart? Is it wrong for the God of the Bible, the mighty God, to want all of you? I don't think so. I think he wants us. And then Philippians 4.13, attitude. Can you say, I can do all things? Now say it like you mean it. All things. And the crux here is, the cornerstone is through Christ. Right? Through him who gives me strength. I can do all. I can't make it. I can't, you know, the cigarette's killing me. I can't quit it. Look at that thing and say, I can do all things. You know? And you're going, oh, that's right. It's all the smokers. Yeah. How about you prideful people? How about us fat people? Amen. How many want to be a little healthier this year? Okay. And you just look, you know what I mean? At your jogging shoes and you say, I'm going to the gym instead. Right. How many want to do all things in the, in the gym this year? Come on. Come on. Raise your hand high. You're maybe at your gym at home, a little higher. Just look at somebody and say, I can be healthier. Okay. I know some of you out there, you're so healthy. Just say, I can be less prideful. (laughs) Go ahead, say it to him. Say, I can be less prideful this year. (laughs) Attitude. The world says, I can do all things through my willpower and dedication. But God says... Paul, say it this way. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. How many of you this week, after pre- us talking about it last week, how many applied this this week to things that you're doing? Raise your hand. Okay. Listen, we're not preaching these messages so we can feel good about people coming. We're preaching these messages because it's part of the scripture. The gift of teaching is meant to be a present for you. It's a gift to you. It's a blessing to you. It's an encouragement to you. It's an empowerment to you. It will change you. And you, in turn, will take the gifts you're given, and God will reconstitute it to your own personality and your own makeup, and then he will pour it out of you in the way that he has, in a unique way that is you and not me. Be yourself, okay? And today, this week and the next week, we're going to talk about, can you say it with me, courage. 
courage. This is such an awesome thing in the scripture. It really is. I hope, I hope, I hope it inspires you. And then can everyone say multiplication? Multiplication. There is a ripple effect that happens um, in, in scripture. I, I love, and how many of you have seen the movie Rudy? Um, you know, I, I love that movie and, and I love the real story. Um, uh, it's about the, the young man who grew up being a Notre Dame fan and, uh, his dream ever since he was a little kid, he was always kind of the scrawny kid, never could, you know, play against his bigger brothers and the big, huge family. And he, he said when he was a kid, he goes, I'm going to play for Notre Dame. I'm going to go to school for Notre Dame. And his blue collar family had never gone to college said to him, no, it's never going to happen. You're going to work in the mines like the rest of us. Not that there's anything wrong with working in the mines, but you got to do what you're called to do. And you know what? He's got that little by little you see in that movie, Rudy, and you can see the actual footage of it. In the last game of his last season, he goes through all these trials to finally get into school and he finally gets on the field. The last minute, everyone's shouting, Rudy, Rudy, to try to get him on the field. And you can watch the actual footage of this. And he comes on the field and they go, he's like, where do I go? Where do I stand? And he gets on there and he sacks the quarterback. And the stands go wild and his teammates pick him up and his family's crying. They're going, he did it. He's playing on Notre Dame. And you know what the most amazing thing about it is? It says right there at the end, and you can read it yourself, Rudy's six brothers that followed him all went to college after that because they saw a hope. They saw that someone took a step out there and then they had something to follow. It can be done. Through Christ who strengthens me. Because we're not looking at trying to attend Notre Dame. We're trying to build the kingdom in our souls and our lives, not the world. You know, I would rather find freedom and deliverance and power. There's no, there's no thing in the world that can contain what God wants me to be. You know, I got a scripture Jody gave to me when, and, and a few other leaders prayed it over me when I first became a Christian. I'm not just a scripture that always meant to me. And they laid hands on me one day and, and, and they, they said, you see a man skilled in his work, he will serve before kings. It's a proverb. And the minute they said it, I felt like the Lord said, and Eric, don't think of yourself the way you've always thought. I have great things for you. And all of a sudden my confidence built. But listen, confidence has to come with action, does it not? That's what true courage is. Now, let me look at courage. And let's take a look at it. Put the next one on there. The ability, here's the American Dictionary. I'm going to give you a few things just to show you. I want to emphasize some things that are inherent in the word here. The ability, can you say with me, to do. To do. And, and you know, it's, it's, here it's generic. To do something that frightens one. In other words, it's a frightening situation. It's a difficult situation. It might even be a dangerous situation, but you can, you're going to do it. It's not the worldly courage like, you know, the, the show Fear Factor. You know, we're going to crush a bunch of snails and put peanut butter in that's rotten and we're going to eat it. Well, you're so courageous. <laughs> that, that, there's a different word. It's stupidity, you know, that you use for that. <laughs> Uh, some of you guys like that. And then if you, if you like doing that kind of thing, you should become a youth pastor. <laughs> Where's Chase? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, but not really. <clears throat> I'm not talking about that. Or, you know, I told that person off. Well, what, what courage you had. 
You know, I'm talking about the courage to do what God is showing you for your life. I'm talking about stepping out in the things that God has for you. It's, it's Peter jumping out of the boat and taking a walk. Because, because Jesus is saying, come here. And all his logic is telling him, I sink in water. Hydrogen, oxygen will just dissipate as my big weight goes down. But yet he takes steps on it. God is the God of the miraculous. You know, he can save us. He can heal us. Listen to Webster. The bravery and or strength, can everyone say with me, to do. To do something that could be dangerous. It's a dangerous situation, but you have the the strength now to do it. Courage is not avoiding all dangerous situations that God is pointing you to because you're afraid, and but you rationalize it to your wisdom. I'm, so, I'm a good steward of my time. I would never face that kind of danger. Listen, that is not helping anyone. We are called to go into conflict at times. How many say amen? Turn to someone and say ouch. Listen, the approach of facing and dealing with, I love that, dealing with it, like deal with it. Well, you know, I had a conflict at work, and I'm, so I'm going to get a different job. No, stay in the same job until you resolve it. Then leave winning. Amen? You don't want to leave the job, and uh, I couldn't handle it, and I couldn't solve it, and so now I'm going to go get a different job, and then God's going to give you the same situation over there. Until finally, he's just going to force you into a situation. You go, why am I in a locked elevator with this person I can't stand? And God's up there singing hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why put off the trial that you need to go through now? Think about it. Why go through? Why waste the time? The approach of facing and dealing with and. That's their, his, this version of to do. Something recognized as dangerous difficult or painful. And here's the, 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 the catch or the caveat instead of withdrawing from it. There's a theme in scripture that, that, that God says this and he's, he's not saying, I don't like you. He's saying, I don't take any pleasure when you shrink back. It's like when, when the Israelites were facing Goliath and they kind of shrunk back. Oh my gosh, I don't know. I don't know. And they had their reasons why (laughs) Goliath's big. You know, hey, they got more people than we do. There's the devils out there. He's powerful. I don't have the skills to get the job done. I don't know enough. I don't think I'm smart enough. Listen, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It beca- These scriptures, we set them apart so that you can make these be base anchor points in your soul that the rest of the word of God you will see will support these things. How many say amen? amen? Listen, don't withdraw. Sometimes you have to engage. And listen, I realize that some people won't need this sermon because you're not going to look for following God into dangerous situations. You're going to play it safe. Just shut, just shut me down. Just go, I'm not listening to him. As long as I have my remote control and some nachos, I'm fine. And listen, that's one way to live. Or you can step out and make yourself available to the king in the morning. And say, king, what do you want to do? Because you'll find you won't have an overbearing, controlling God. You'll have a God who built you to conquer things. We are more than conquerors. You don't think so? 
You think, you think God writes, you know, he so loved the world and that's it? No, we are more than conquerors through him, right? This is, this is a God who is powerful. He is an army general God. He conquers things. And God wants to conquer the evil that is in our souls in a righteous way, in a, in a tender way. Some people use the word we're called tender warriors. Warriors with a soft heart, but are not afraid of a dangerous and difficult situation. I'll hear people for the next 20 years talk and talk about what they're going to do. And then I see people who risk it and they get it done. It is the ability to do something, not talk about something. It's not the ability to puff your chest out like you're going to do something. Amen? It's the ability to do something that frightens me. I can't get my relationship working. Then face it and make it work. But I can't. She won't talk to me. Man up. I'm going to say amen. Just turn to someone and say, I picked the wrong church this morning. I should have gone somewhere else. <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. Go, go put on the next slide. I want to give you a little precursor to this because I, I don't want you to feel or myself to feel like, oh, you know, I'm just not that courageous. Joshua, even though he's the one, and let me give you a little bit of a, a story. Caleb and Joshua, which I named my two boys, my oldest sons. And, and this is, they were not afraid in the book of Numbers to go into the promised land and see it and tell the people, we can do this. But 10 of the other spies that went in there to spy out the land doing a reconnaissance, ghost recon, they went in there and checked it out and came back and said, it's too big. It's too much, you know? And, and, and I want you to see the ripple effect that you might have. The steps that you take. I, I gave the example of Rudy, who, who made a, 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 an impact in the pond despite the odds, and a ripple effect happened. You're going to see that this promise to Joshua is a ripple effect back into your legacy. It affects your kids and your grandkids and your great-grandkids. And it's going to affect our country. I see so many people going, America is still in trouble. I am so sick of the loser talk. Seriously. And you're believing the spirit of the air. Seriously, I can't be no good. It's like, how about your family? We're no good either. And how are you? I'm a loser too. Like my pastor always said, he goes, you want revival? Grab a piece of chalk, walk out on the street, and put a circle around yourself that just covers you and says, Lord, bring revival to the circle. Amen. Listen, if you're not excited about God, I will still be excited about God. And I hope you are too. And I hope that it's more than just a thought, but that you're willing to take some action. We have to risk it. Now, they've been in the desert for now the 40 years. And they are now coming to the brink. Joshua and Moses, God gave them this massive trial now because they didn't believe him. And he says, you're not going to believe me? Then I'm going to put you out here for a long time until you do. And the next generation came up and said, our parents were afraid, but we're not. And I look to the young people now and say, rise up, next generation. And trust that your parents in our culture did what they could, take the torch and expand it. 
You can build on what your parents did, right? You don't have to resent them for it, but don't kind of act on it and say, well, they invented it and I'm going to play with it. Make something new, innovate. Amen? Amen. Do something. Listen, and now you're going to see that Joshua, the whole time he's been with Moses, has been in the tent with him. Every time the presence of the Lord expanded to an intimate presence, Joshua was there. Every time commands were given out to the people, Joshua was supporting Moses. And we live in such an independent culture. I'm my own Christian in my own way. And you, you don't see that there were leaders and support people and, and ranks. And sometimes you have a role of supporting someone who's leading around you. You know, maybe you're a son with a dad who's leading and you got to support what they're doing. Or a husband supporting a wife in something that God's called her to do. And you have to step up. Now you have Moses, but this is Deuteronomy, the last book before, you know, so we have all these initial law books and then Deuteronomy is finishing and then Joshua is now taking the laws and the things that they're doing and he's going to start actualizing the promise. Don't doubt for a minute that we are in a time of fulfillment on this earth and don't listen to television and let it prophesy to you. Let the life of the church do what it's supposed to do. How many say amen? Amen. This is the way God has organized things. So now I want you to see that although God is going to go to Moses directly, Moses is going to go to God, to Joshua and, and encourage him before it all happens. Then Moses went out and spoke these words to all of Israel. I'm now 120 years old. I'm no longer able to lead you. The Lord has said to me, you shall not cross the Jordan. He didn't enter the promised land, but he brought them to the brink of it. The Lord, your God himself will cross over ahead of you. How many are glad that God's already entered the land you're going to go? You may not realize it, but he's there already. He will destroy these nations before you. And God's not just got a vendetta of extinguishing other cultures. This is a wicked nation that was killing their own people. It says, and you will take possession of their land. Joshua also will cross over ahead of you, as the Lord said. And the Lord will do to them what he did to Shihon and Og. And if any of you have read about Og, king of Bashan, he's one of the ones that were 12, 13 feet tall. And if you think that's a made-up story, the Smithsonian has probably over 50 or 60 skeletons of people over 8 and 9 feet tall. And it says, it says, the Lord will deliver them to you. He's the king of the Amorites, I'm sorry, who destroyed along with their land. The Lord will deliver them to you and you must do everything that I have commanded you. Be strong and courageous. Okay? Do not be afraid or terrified for them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Sound familiar? Sound like the New Testament? Jesus says, I'll never leave you. I'll be with you, low until the very end of the age. Where you go, then I'll go there too. And then he says, and I love this. Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the presence of all Israel. Imagine, this is way before the scripture I'm talking about. This is before, this is uh, um, um, not right at the cusp when it's happening. This is before that time. And you see, imagine all of Israel. In in numbers, they're all counted out by tribe and by clan and by family. And they're all there. You can hear the roar of the people. And and, and Moses, quiet, Joshua, come up. 
And Joshua is coming up and he's symbolic of us with the spirit. And he comes before him and he looks at him in the presence of all Israel. He says, Joshua, Joshua is looking at him. And don't think that Joshua doesn't need this. He needs it. We don't just need to hear encouragement from God. We need to hear it from leaders around us. And he says, Joshua, be strong and courageous. You can hear the roar of the crowd. Joshua's going to lead us. Have strength. And then he says to him, he says, for you must go with this people into the land. The Lord swore to their ancestors to give them. And you must divide it among them as an inheritance. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do you want a God like that? How much better can God be than how he is? I'm going before you. Now go. And I'll be with you every step of the way. And then he says, do not be afraid. Amen. Hallelujah. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. And I can tell you right now, I promise you, in this room, there are some that are saying, yeah, but what if he doesn't? Do you feel the fear? Is that how you want to live? Yeah, but I don't know if the Bible's true. Is that how you want to doubt? Have faith. Have confidence. Trust God's word. What, what do you have? If you don't have confidence in the word, what do you have confidence in? I'll make it look stupid. Go ahead, bring it up here and I'll take the word of God and I'll take your ideas and we'll see who looks stupid in the end. How many say amen? You don't think I can do it? I can, not because I'm something, because the word of God has got power. Amen? Now, can everyone say the word courage? Put it on the next slide. After the death of Moses. Now here he's already heard it three times. From Moses, from God, to the people from Moses, directly in front of him. And now Joshua finally comes to that point where he's got to go in. And trust me, the river's here, and Joshua's looking in, and he sees Jericho on the threshold, these giant walls. And, you know, I was watching that show, Weapons of Fear, you know, on the military channel. And I love the military channel. I just love why it's a great way to waste time. And, you know, and, 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 and I love learning, learning just something I like to do. And they were talking about these weapons that cause fear. And the top two of them, the, the second one at the top of the 10 was an Ohio uh, class submarine. And they said that there were more weapons and ordinances on this one ship. I mean, this one nuclear submarine than It has more firepower than anything and everything that was shot in World War II. Everything. And we don't have enough weapons. Trust me, we got enough weapons. We got, I mean, I'm I'm all for more weapons, better weapons. You know, you don't want to stick with the bow and arrow when the whole world's moving ahead. I still got the bow and arrow. Yeah, but they got guns now, pal. Right? You got to get new stuff. It's just part of the way the world works, right? Right? And And listen. You don't think that would cause fear if all of a sudden that thing shows up in your, in your back door? All of a sudden you look and go, oh, there's a submarine that's 200 yards long. We're in trouble. And the number one thing they said for fear factor is this AC-130H, Hercules Spectre gunship. And basically what it is, it's this big C-130 transport 
airplane. But what they did is they turned it into also a cannon with all kinds of computer controlled. It's got cannons and laser guided missiles, all kinds of things. But one thing it does, I actually saw them talk about this because I know someone who works at the Pentagon who used to go to our church. In fact, the guy who was running the Pentagon used to be in our church when we first started. And he let me do a bunch of change of command ceremonies and stuff with him. And it was pretty awesome. And he's, you know, got great connections there, but he was telling me about the, the 130 and how it works. But I remember watching the Taliban and the Taliban secretary of state. And I don't know if this guy really was a secretary of state. They probably just go, Hey, you're the secretary of state. <laughs> now get up here during that whole Gulf war or not the Gulf war during the Af- war in Iraq. And he went up there and he goes, we're not afraid of America. You know, come on, we'll take you on. And then the next thing they had is then they sent the AC-130 gunships. And the way it works is you look at a map and you just draw a picture around what you want it to fire on. And then this thing shoots like 600 rounds per minute. Think about it, per minute, 600 rounds, something like that. It might even be more than that. And, and these bullets, they're not bullets, are like about this big. And what it does is after you map it out, you hit this button, something like that. And it wipes out everything that you just drew a map around. Do you think that the enemy has taken a vacation because you went to church this morning? Do you think that God's not going to put you against things that look like they can beat you? God wants us to be courageous. It's got to be dangerous. It's got to be difficult. It's the way it works. How many say amen? When I saw that Taliban guy come back on TV the next day. I was telling Jody, I go, check this guy out. And he, and he, he was humbled. He goes, we had a great defeat this afternoon, but we're regrouping. Yeah, sure, you're regrouping. <laughs> like, we're going to move on this part of the mountain. Hey, dude, we can move the AC-130 over there. <laughs> you know, this is not what you want to be. And listen, we are not trying to wipe out the humans because we want to see people saved in every country. Amen. Amen. This is not a vendetta against humanity. It's saying that this is a spiritual kingdom analogy that had real flesh and blood to it. How many say amen? Amen. Listen, can you say the word courage? Courage. Listen, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, and catch that word servant, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant is dead. Now then, you and all these people, can everyone say, get ready? Get ready to cross. And, and just like Jody was talking about communion this morning, they had a time of sanctification. He said, look in your hearts, see if there's anything up. Let's get rid of stuff. And the, the Bible says that the, as they walked across, the, the water parted and they brought the things of the Lord, the glory of the Lord, and they lifted it up with the Ark of the Covenant. And, and this is and Jesus, when he's doing the New Testament covenant, he says, this is the new covenant. This is the covenant where I'm not just following you around or going ahead of you. This is where I'm dwelling in you. There's forgiveness of sins. This is awesome. Now then you get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land. I'm about to give them to the Israelites. I wish when the Lord said, I'm going to give you something, it would be like a present in a wrapper with a wrapper. You know what I mean? I'm going to give you something. You're like, let me look. Look at it's gift certificates. Instead, you know, you open it up and it's a sword, a spiritual sword. And the Lord's going, you're going to go into battle, but you're going to win. <laughs> and you go, yay. And he goes, and it's against them. And you look up at the wall of Jericho and you're going, do you take exchanges? 
can I change this in for a Frisbee? No, I don't think so. God leads us into facing fear situations. Does he not? Okay. Now you don't need courage if you're not going to do it anyway. Just shrink back. That, and I'm not saying it because I want you to. I'm just saying it because that's the option. Joshua 1.3, I will give you, here it is, every place where you set your foot. This isn't a sleepwalking kind of walking where you set your foot. Oh, God's going to give me stuff. So, hey, hey, I stepped over here. No, this is where God's saying, I've given you this land. And he's going to say, just like I promised Moses, your territory will extend. And he starts mapping out the land to Joshua. And they have long discussions in Joshua's 5 through 13 about where they're going to go and how they're going to do it based on what the Lord instructed them. The Lord can speak to you personally, can he not? And God will tell you, you need to gain new ground in your family. You need to step out in faith in your job. Stop working for men, work for me. Amen. You want your career to change? Work for God instead of for man. Fear of man is a snare. It's a trap. Never works. Then he says, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. Think about it. It's not where you kind of just happen to put your foot down. It's where the Lord promised you. It's a godly courage. This is where it is. Now take your foot and put it up there and stand firm in it. And take the steps. Everywhere you set your foot in the land, it's yours. I'll protect that area. It's, it's like having armor and then you're able to walk into a place and God puts his armor around you and you're able to defend it because the Lord is with you. This is a cornerstone scripture. The laws have been given out and Joshua launches out into a walking. These are scriptures that can change your life. I trust the Lord with all my heart. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Wherever I set my foot, no one will be able to stand up against me. I set my foot there. That will be your territory. I will give you every place you set your foot. But I don't know if God can do it. That's your fear. Here it is. And here's courage. Let courage rise up. And let courage, you know when it's become courage, when it becomes action. It doesn't match the definition until it's action. That's just the way the word is. You can talk about courage. You can put your chest out and act like you have courage. You know what I mean? You can look at other people's courage and get inspired. Or you can be courageous. Be strong and courageous. Verse 5. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous. This is Joshua. He's heard it at the big meeting. He's heard it from the Lord in the tent. He's heard it from his leader saying, I'm going to die. You've got to go. Be strong and courageous. Lead this land into an inheritance. You will be the ripple effect. But I can't. I can't make it happen. Or I'm too late. I lost it. I've already lost ground. You don't think that the power of God can go back into time? God can restore things from my past and make them right because of his power. He is the God of all things. Nothing falls out of his purview. Be strong and courageous. Why? Because you're going to lead the people. I'm waiting for someone else to lead. Don't. 
God didn't put me in your family. He put you in your family, man of God, woman of God. Yeah, but my husband's not. Rise up then. But she's not. Rise up. Be strong. Fortified in your position. Not stubborn, strong. Humble, repentant, but strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land. And listen, we've been talking about this for weeks. The ones, the land I swore, God's going, I promised you. I promise you I'll be with you. When I go, I'll come back and I'll get you, Jesus says. And you will be in the land and you will be fruitful and multiply. This is what we're talking about next week, multiplication. God multiplies things. He improves. We take a little and he multiplies it. This is one of the great promises of God. It's not a blab it, grab it, name it, claim it doctrine. Just say anything and ask God and he'll just do it. We just, we're a bunch of successful people. This is about listening to the promises of God and believing them. Do I hear an amen? amen. Listen, recipe, you want to know a recipe, how to overcome Fear and to become courageous, hear it from God first. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Hear it from the leaders around you. Be strong. I'm a leader in your life. You may not know it. You may not recognize it. But trust me, God brought me to the city. I am not a random person trying to build a career in pastoring ministry. I am a man of God who was called here by the Lord. And I don't say it with some great power to give me some great respect. I'm just saying for your own benefit, listen and learn. Listen and learn. Man of God, woman of God, speak it to your family. You have no idea what words can do. Be strong and courageous. The land, inherit the land. I swore to their forefathers to give to them. And then next one, verse seven. Be strong. And let me give you a new emphasis, says the Lord. Be very courageous. Why is the Lord putting such an emphasis on this? Why does Joshua need to be summoned in front of all of Israel and saying, be strong and courageous, Joshua? Joshua was the one who went into the promised land 40 years before and saw the giant structures and land that they had built. And he said, we can take them. Even with that kind of confidence in the Lord, God raised the bar up. And he said, listen, you did well that season, but everything, the stakes are higher now. So be strong. You need, you need my voice. You need your leader's voice. Be careful. And here he says, obey, follow the law, the statutes my servant Moses gave you. These are the ways of living. This tribe needs to survive. And people look at it and go, why did God give some of these crazy laws? Why didn't he say, if you've got a rash, you should be separated from the crowd? God is keeping the seed alive. Anyone heard about the Amorites? They're gone. They're dead. But how many have read about Israel in the news? How many know that we are the seed of Abraham? Listen, I'm almost done here. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. I love how Romans 8, 15 says, it says, the spirit you receive does not make you slaves again to fear. Don't let the fear rise up. That's not my spirit. Rather, the spirit you received brought you adoption as sons. And you can cry, Papa. 
Listen, put that scripture, 1 John. Here's a supporting scripture in this. I'm going to close with this. There is no fear in love. Perfect love, what does it do? It casts out. It drives out fear. It casts, it moves it out. Love makes it work. Because why? And I love this. Because fear has to do with punishment. Oh, oh my gosh. You know, listen, why do we take the bread and break it? Can everyone just say, my sins? Just say it. My sins have been paid for. His body was broken for me. And then as we eat the bread, we go, "Mm, thank you, Lord. You are in me. Your bread, your life, you are in me. And your blood is a sign of the new covenant. And I drink it, Lord. Your blood was real. It was poured out for my sins. I look at the cross and I say, I'm forgiven. Give me your spirit of courage. Let me have confidence. Give me ability. There are some of you maybe thinking, I'm not sure if I can do my new business. It's something I've, I've faced. And you might look at it and go, I'm not sure you know, if I can take learn this new skill that I need to learn. Yes, you can. Can everyone say, I can? Through Christ. He says, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. That word phobos is the word fear. We get it. We get it's translated now to our English phobia. I have phobia. I have claustrophobia and I have this kind of phobia and I have that kind of phobia and I have, you know, fearophobia. You know, I have people of phobia. I have relationship of phobia. I have, you know, all your phobias. You can do all things through Christ. Have courage. Let us be men, women of courage. Not just in thought, but in deed as well. Step out. Why don't you close your eyes? I'm going to close in prayer. A lot of our base camp people going forward, so close in a timely manner. Listen, if you're that person right now and you want to accept the challenge, it's risk reward. That's what works. It's not the stock market. You're not putting your hope in, you know, the capital, um, uh, you know, large capital or small capital growth of a company, hoping that it's getting its marketing done right, hoping it's beating its last year's earnings, put your money and hope in the stock market. You're putting your hope in the Lord and you're going to walk in his ways and you're going to want to walk in courage. You're accepting the risk reward. If that's you saying, Lord, I want to be the person of courage. Raise your hand high, not to me, but to God. I'm not looking. It's between you and the Lord. He knows if it's real. And just say it. Say, Lord, I want to be a person of courage. Just say it in your own words. I said it in in a general way. Say it in your words. Just tell the Lord. I say, Lord, I want to be a person of courage. Don't deny your fear. He went to Joshua because he needed it. Just tell the Lord. Say, Lord, I need to hear from you. I need you to speak courage to my heart. Courage, very courage. Strength, very strength. Let him speak it to your life. And then understand, maybe you've lost some battles. But trust me, you're going to win the war. Battles and skirmishes come and go. We lose ground. We gain ground other places. This is a long haul. Paul said, I fought the fight. I kept the faith. That's you. We say, Lord, I keep my faith in you my trust in you. Would you let that battle that you may have lost, would you let it go? Say, Lord, it's in the past. Resolve it for me. Give me the courage to face the future. 
Give me the right mindset. And Lord, give me the will and the desire by your power to win. God has called us to win. And we put our hope in you. And if you've not, last of all, if I, let me just give you a chance to respond. If that's you, what I've just said, you have resonated with it and said, yes, that's me. Don't be manipulated. Anything that you sense in your own heart, you say, yes, I agree with that. Will you just raise your hand to God to say, Lord, that's me. I want that. I need that. Father, we come before you that way. And we know your power is available to us. And we pray for our legacy, our kids, our family, our friends. May what you're doing in us right now, may it move down to them. Let it go to them, Lord. Thank you that we could not do this on our own. We need you. We need your power. And maybe you've never been forgiven before or felt the full forgiveness of Christ. But your sins have been paid for. Um, on the cross if you can hear my voice and you say yes I hear that I hear the voice of the Lord speaking to me your sins are forgiven if that's you you just just raise your hand up look at me I want to agree with you in prayer if that's you amen 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 I see you amen I see you amen anyone else just, it's good to agree with someone that's in front of you or around you amen I see you guys amen 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 Amen. Be forgiven in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank, will you just thank God in that way? Just thank God. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. Lord, I thank you. You can take a bonehead like me, Lord, and you can work in my life. Lord, you've done so many things and there's so many more things you want to do. I don't want to act like I've arrived and somehow I'm the standard for this. You are the standard, not me. But Lord, I thank you for the growth you've given me at the same time. I'm not the same man you saved. I'm the same person, but I'm not the same man. I've grown. I've become stronger. And thank you for your power. And Lord, I pray that you'd spread it around this place and we bless you and pour it out on our kids, the ones who are seeking for it and the ones who aren't. You're bigger than that. Lord, you have an irresistible grace. We thank you and praise you for your power and might. In Jesus' name, can you say amen? Listen, can we just give, if you believe that God did something in your life, can we give him a clap offering and thank him? Thank you, Lord.